This is Anexia from Bible of Dreams, and you're listening to For the Lore. listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or even game design. Joining Roger from WoW Dogs, and For the Lore is Joe, writer for World of Maticus, and Enrique of Spooncraft. Hello and welcome to For the Lord. This is Roger coming to you on Monday, the 10th of May. Pre-order iPad Day for everybody who's not in the U.S. Just in case you were wondering, it's there, it's ready for pre-order. Uh, I've got with me, same as usual, Joe, as well as Vince. Thank you for coming, boys. How are you doing? I'm having a fantastic weekend. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, Vince. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's always good, man. How have you been finding uh, Guild Wars? You were saying that you had started playing. I I am pleased to announce that I am pleasantly surprised with the game. It's so much different than I had anticipated it? it to be. And you've been playing through Nightfall. Yes, yes. Yeah, I actually I saw your I am when you there was a couple of days ago, but I literally I was turning the computer off and I'd been AFK, so I wasn't able to answer you. But you were asking about the transition from one place to another. Um, it, unfortunately, it's been literally years now since I played Nightfall. It's been a long time. I I do recall a lot of it, and I recall how much I enjoyed various aspects of it, but I don't recall all of the transitions of of how to play. I'd be screwed now if I had to walk someone through it. But um, but no, I actually am looking forward to bouncing back in again as well, just to be able to take part in some of the content that they're putting in now as the transition pieces as well. Well, yeah, I was playing through it. It was actually last night, which tells you how much you've had to drink. But No way. Saying, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it, it was, was last not. night. It was last night. Shit. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, and they said, oh, okay, come back when you're a first spear. And I'm like, first spear? Oh, shit, I need 200 more promotion points to become a first spear. But I played through it a little bit, and once I got to the second spear rank, a whole bunch of new quests opened up, which were hard as crap. I was getting rocked by these stupid freaking harpies. They are attacking me like nine at a time. <laughs> I found that it's uh, until you get your group of heroes... Um, then make sure to hire people to come with you. Oh, and at one point, my my res sickness or whatever it's called was at 55% because I had the monk hero and then I hired another monk. I was getting my ass whipped so bad. So they just kept resurrecting me and I kept dying in one hit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> FYI, go back to town, get rid of the res sickness and start from scratch again with a better group then. Oh, well, that's what I did, but okay. I, I reached from zero to 55 in that one little span because I kept getting rezzed and killed over and over again. Yeah. No, I made sure that as I was playing, I would, I always had a decent-sized group with me. Um, it does make a difference in terms of the, the loot that drops, but really that to me doesn't matter as much as the actual enjoyment to being able to play without getting killed. Um, case in point, I actually was bouncing in, and I was playing on my level 20 warrior, and I 
remembered that there was a, a section, again, Nightfall, there was a section that was really great to grind just to have fun. And there was, I think, like three or four bosses in that one section alone. And there was a, a way that you can kind of go around a path wherein you hit just a couple of um, groups of mobs that didn't have the, the boss and then hit the boss. And it, it's a really nice area to do as well. So I thought, okay, I'll do one of those runs. I haven't done one of those in forever. And I only had my heroes. And I thought, well, I'll put it on hardcore. <laughs> that was funny. There was a bunny in the bush that looked at me mean and everybody died. It was just boom. Everybody died. So I thought, okay, let's go back to town and get some heroes. And I filled the group with six out of eight heroes go back out again and died again. Granted, we got a little further, but we died again. And that's when I got, went back and I said, screw that. Full on group, made sure to check everybody, the the stats and or not the stats, but make sure to pick the group according to, to what everybody was. And then we had a blast. Like I, well, we, me and the NPCs, <laughs> I'm a lonely boy, <laughs> but uh, went out there and just ripped everything to shreds and, and it was fun. But yeah, the group composition makes a big difference. Yeah, it's just it's such it's such a change from what I was expecting because when the game first rolled out, like they were just basically marketing it as everything Warcraft wasn't, which isn't a game I wanted to play. They completely left out all the stuff that was in there that they weren't mentioning. Yeah, it definitely got a bad PR push at the beginning, as far as I was concerned, because uh, I mean their PR push, it was one of those things where it's like I didn't want to play it either, uh, but thanks to this cantankerous bastard here. Uh, I'm having a blast as well. I mean, I'm not playing it as much as I was the first week I got it, but, you know, it's it's a fun game. There's a lot of complexity to it, a lot of interesting tidbits to it that they never talked about before. And once you are doing, again, the Nightfall questing, the questing in Nightfall, once you start following through and taking the time to read everything that you're working towards, the questing in Nightfall is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and i don't mean just the the lore but also just the actual questing mechanics that they used aren't just go kill this many x there's a variety of things that you have to do as you progress through nightfall that make it a ton of fun it's it's one of those games again wherein um it, it still holds true today how good it was um even though it's celebrating its fifth year so yeah, I've actually been playing the APB beta. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, you bastard. It it is hard not to be playing the APB beta. Now, <laughs> they made it clear too the 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 NDA is still in effect. So they said I can talk about how awesome it is, but I can't discuss specifics. So without discuss discussing specifics, um. It is awesome. It is a lot of fun. If you were the type of player who loved playing Grand Theft Auto, if you loved especially Grand Theft Auto 3, if you loved seeing how high you could get your wanted level before you can get killed, the life of a criminal is for you. You will love this. The only difference is it's not NPCs chasing your ass. It's people. And you can hear them talking to you too, the bastards. <laughs> that it's is people. funny. Because, I mean, you get used to WoW, wherein you can't do cross-faction um, chatting, wherein with this, the enforcer that's slapping the cuffs on you, you can hear him. You can hear what he's saying. And it's not always pleasant. <laughs> but well, it's, I think it's fun. That, that's, I, I can't wait to get some trash talking between factions going because 
that would make that type of game for me. Just being able oh, to yeah. sit there and harass the shit out of somebody, like cuffing a cuffing a criminal and be like, "Yeah, bitch, you're going to jail." Well, you know, just whatever. Talk about dropping the soap, whatever the case is. You know, it's just, it's be fun. It's it's very interesting too because like I've been spending most of my time as a criminal. I've only done the enforcer for a little bit. And it's because too, I figured that the criminal would be, when you're playing a criminal, it's more about, you're basically going out and looking for trouble versus the enforcer that's more reactionary to what is going on and then wanting to stop said criminal offenses. Um, So I figure, okay, well, that'll give me a good chance to get the lay of the land as well into, because I mean, like it's it's a large enough place especially when you start thinking about it in terms of all of the side alleys that you got to know and things like that which if you are a criminal you want to know those side alleys really really well when there's an enforcer coming after you but um so i've been playing mainly the the criminal and it's been fun i'm I'm learning things as i'm playing that are making it easier for me because the first couple of hours that I played I was like fodder for enforcers it was like I it was like somebody just handed them a cookie and say here you've been a good boy today have a cookie and it was I was that easy to get me it was ridiculous and so I kind of picked up a few things along the way that made it a little bit harder on them and I'm actually winning um, some of the uh, the challenges that occur when somebody's sent after you uh, that's not breaking in the NDA I'm open but um, way fun way way freaking fun i do have some suggestions for them definitely i'm going to post them on their forums uh in the beta forums because i do have some suggestions and things that i would like to see changed tweaked and whatnot um but overall solid solid gameplay solid fun it's it's definitely not your traditional mmo in terms of what we're used to with the fantasy genre of go in collect you know, 10 rat tails, go speak to Jan so-and-so and and things like that. It's nothing at all like that. It's It feels very much like, yes, there's different missions that you can do and whatnot, but it's you're bouncing into a first-person shooter kind of, of atmosphere, but it's huge, it's, and it is a blast. It's a lot of fun. I, I've been really, really enjoying it a lot. I can't try new things. Yeah, I'm all trying. I've I've been been intrigued about this game for a while, and with your support uh, now, with you're giving it the 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 Roger enthusiasm thumbs up. I think I might uh, hound to try to try it. Yeah, no, it's it's again, it's got. uh, I think it's still got a while to go, and it's something that I'll discuss with them when I don't have to worry about an NDA broken. Um, Mm -hmm. But. It, what also made me very happy is the the pricing structure, which we did discuss. I think that that pricing structure is good for this because it is a game that you may not bounce into every day like, wow, we're in, again, with wow, with the dailies and things like that, or whatever MMO you're playing. You're going to feel the need to have to go in to complete your quests and things like that so that you don't miss out on your emblems and blah, blah, blah. Whereas with this, it's just bouncing to go and have fun. So it's more a game of, I got a couple of hours to kill, I'll bounce in and have some fun and go kill some people or go arrest some people. So in that regard, the pricing structure that they introduced wherein you can buy X amount of hours for X amount of dollars that you can spread over how many ever months you want, I'm sold. That to me is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Moving on from there now, though, let's touch on what is arguably the biggest news of the week, and that is the leaked Cataclysm 
information yes. that has been basically all over. Now, for those who aren't aware, of course, we had the, um, the, the, the friends and family client was put out by Blizzard for the alpha. However, that quickly made its way into the hands of some fine folks who data mined the crap out of it to get us a boatload of information about what we can expect in Cataclysm. Now, this is something that some people were kind of humming and hawing about whether or not they should be discussing it because it breaks NDAs, blah, blah, blah. We did not sign any NDA for this, so we are discussing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, while we're not actually like breaking any rules, I will gladly, gladly uh, gush or, or chair. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of stuff here that's that's interesting because the um, initially there wasn't quite as many screenshots that were released at MMO Champion, which I've got here live for people who are uh, watching. Um, there were only a few that were initially released, and of those few, and I twittered about this too, I was really quite disappointed. I was looking at these screenshots thinking, really? Not that much has changed. And I still feel that way. When you look at Stormwind, it's like, really a couple of buildings fell over and there i understand that they had to reskin everything to make it three-dimensional so that when you're flying over it it's not you're not looking at you know all kinds of abstract artwork there because of the way that it was done before but there's really not a lot that was done in terms of cataclysmic changes to the environment even with orgamar yes there are a lot of changes however there's um there's a difference in Orgrimmar wherein they used a lot of the same skins that we saw, that we see now in Northrend. So again, I didn't think that that was doing that much work. However, when you look at a lot of the new screenshots that were released, like when you're looking at uh, the Gilneas screenshots, oh my God. God, they were incredible. The, um, where else, Blasted Lands blows my mind that they made such a sweeping change over Blasted Lands is absolutely amazing. And there were a couple more to here that I was pleasantly impressed with. Was it Deep Home? No, I don't think so. I'll find it later. But yeah, I, I don't know about you boys. Like, which ones did you guys find were the most impressive? <clears throat> the Undead Anixia. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was really excited about that. I liked Deathwing. Um, I really liked the Deathwing stuff. Um, I liked the Tolbarad stuff that I saw. Um, I think that I can't wait to see more of it. Um, I was very impressed with Uldum just because of the way it feels. It's a very Egyptian feel to the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was and awesome. And it makes me feel like I'm about to step place into something off of SG one. And yep. that makes me giddy because I have my, I have my legendary mace. I have my mace that, that is linked to the, the, the story of, uh, you know, Aldum, Alduar, all, you know, and I can't wait to go in there and just see what else is there. I can't wait to see the other lore tidbits. Um, but yeah, Deathwing and uh, the undead Anixia really make me happy. One thing I really want to see, and I'm waiting to see is I can't wait to see the undead Nefarian rumor has it that, uh, there's going to be a twin imps style battle with Anixia and uh, um, Nefarian being brought back by, from the dead by their father, which I can't wait to see. That's just not fair. Oh, oh, did you see the buff? It, when they're no. in a certain range of each other, they attack 101% faster. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, the, 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 the whole thing, like the way that the visuals look, Hygel, I was incredibly impressed with Hygel, especially the Throne of Fire. That was awesome. Uh, where Ragnaros decided to open up his, uh, his, uh, basically gateway to the elemental plane of fire yeah that's awesome um thousand needles the the flooding of thousand needles whoa hey <laughs> that's for later <laughs> <laughs> sick bastard um but the, the flooding of thousand needles i thought that was cool i liked the um i really liked the wreckage of the raceway i thought that was cool uh with the barge floating yeah, over it yeah i thought that was pretty awesome so, yeah, I, I mean, there's some stuff that is really impressive. Uh, there's some stuff that's not very impressive yet. Um, I think we finally got our first glimpse of uh, goblin totems, too, through this. Which and, are uh, cool. As oh, hell. my God, yeah. Fucking A, goblins goddamn won, okay? Goblins <laughs> won the totem battle. That is, They're the coolest-looking things I have seen. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of cool imagery. There's a lot of cool information coming out here, so... Yeah, I again, it was one of those things where in the first ones that were put out, I was really not that impressed with. But then afterwards, um, we got the the slew of uh, of screenshots, and it's continuing too. Like, and it looks really, really interesting. Granted, again, there are sections wherein the change is not nearly as sweeping as what you would expect from um, this kind of event. Now, I know that part of that is simply. I mean, it's budget. You can't, you can't change everything to necessarily what you would like it to be. However, when you're looking at some of the changes that were made in some of the zones, I think that it would have been more about like sharing the love so that you get more across more of the zones. Like again, I'm, I'm showing blasted lands here. Anyone who's played this game for any number of time, I mean, look at these freaking screenshots. This is absolutely amazing what they've done with this zone. And again, if you're looking at Gilneas especially, I find that the shots of Gilneas are absolutely incredible. Just blow your mind incredible. Part of the problem, though, is that very much like if you are looking at the... Um, when once BC came out, once you were looking at the new starter zones for the the night or sorry the blood elves as well as the Draenei, it didn't work in terms of graphic. It didn't fit in with all of the old stuff that looks so terrible. You know what I mean? Right. So right now, whether or not that's going to be the same here is hard to tell. It may very well come to the point where in the when you're going through the zones, you're clearly going to see the seam, which is not what you want. What the hell is up with the golf course in Ajara? <laughs> it's the goblins. Dude, the goblins the goblins have been going crazy. I thought that was kind of cool because they're they're really I mean they're they're taking Ajara and just turning it into this ridiculous place. And I think that's kind of awesome because that's exactly what I would expect goblins to do, really. Yeah. Like let's I mean, take something and just make it as completely off the wall as possible. Like the I mean, goblins have given Blizzard free reign to design whatever crazy crap they want to do. They terraformed Ashzara into a giant <laughs> horde symbol. Okay, they're getting a hot rod. They're getting a goblin car. Did you see that thing? No, I didn't. Oh my god, it's it's. If you keep scrolling down the main page, it's there. I got but it, it. I got it. Oh, but oh my God, that thing is awesome. I mean, goblins offer like a whole new, uh, it's their fun, fun zone. They can just toss them under goblin tech and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, no, so, for, for all the people that don't want to play goblins because of the fact that again, it's goblins, 
they're getting some cool ass shit. The between the the car and the totems, if you're going to be a shaman, the it and some of the zones for the goblins are really freaking cool. And the pools, because I mean, <laughs> you expect to see little drinks with little umbrellas in them. Awesome. <laughs> like, and and as mounts go, seriously, look at this thing. I mean, this is. You can't top this. This is cooler than the chopper. Yeah, I definitely think it's cooler than the chopper. And I'm, if that's the racial mount, I will have at least one goblin just to get that. If that's a constructible mount, I will sell a kidney because uh, I want that. I want is that, that skull there. with goggles yes. on the front. Yes, yes, yes. So um, honestly, uh, to answer OMG Sem's uh, question real quick, I've been talking a lot about this with a lot of people. General consensus on that, because they have not removed uh, or made any mention of removing first race to level cap achievements. I think until we start seeing all of the races to 85, like first dwarf to 85, first dwarf, you know, first uh, Drenai to 85, until we start seeing those for goblins and wargans, um, I don't think we're going to see those race changes available. However, the minute we see uh, the first Worgen to 85 achievement and the first Goblin to 85 achievement, I'll bet uh, dollars to donuts that we see the race changes go live about a week after. So, yeah, because they haven't really talked about that either. Right, and they they said that they weren't going to do it at first, but that's the only real milestone I can think of um, because they did, they did that with... Um, uh, they didn't want any like faction changes, race changes, or whatever... Um, when they added them in until after everything was already settled um, with all the the um, like faction rewards and whatnot. Um, so now that they know what they're doing with it, I think that's going to be the milestone. Just personally, just spitball in there. Yeah, I, in all honesty, the only reason why I think that they're not, it's not going to take very long is because it's it's money. They're not going to wait too long because it's, they're going to make a crap load of money from people who are going to be race changing to um, Oregon. There's going to be a lot of people that are race changing the Worgen. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, faction changing. Oh sorry, no, or yeah, faction changing. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but no, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of people that were doing it. Um, I was actually considering it for my uh, my female night elf druid to put her as the female Worgen. However, if this video is any indication of the what we can expect, I'm not doing it because I do not want a Bugs Bunny in drag. Well, see, Druid. that's the thing is like I've I, having played their their opening sequence for um, for the Worgen at BlizzCon. Um, this is just placeholder stuff. Fine. I don't think this is going to be the final final skin. Um, the original one that they had for the males, like all the animations, the the way that that looked was absolutely amazing. And I expect nothing less from the female side, especially because this is being done by a bunch of, you know, mostly male gamers. Uh, I mean, come on, the female models have always been cooler than the male models in most of these games anyway. Um, it, and yeah, it's the, like, uh, Ginny said, she's absolutely right. That was the male skin force onto the female wireframe. So it's not exactly right looking yet. And I don't think that's going to be the, I think it's going to be, um, different. I think it's going to be much, much different. I hope so. I do hope so. I, because it's, um, see when they were talking about it a long time ago, there was rumor that they were going to make the, the females look more like foxes as opposed to the wolf. And I was all for that. I thought that would be absolutely awesome. Um, but then this Bugs Bunny thing turned out to, and I was like, Oh no, don't do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so who knows what's going to come of it anyways. Um, we're actually going to take a couple of calls to see what other people thought about the Cataclysm news that was leaked and what they thought of it. So we're going to bring in Legion of Chaos first. And Excellent. I know he's there. So Trevor, make sure you're ready. You have your headset ready. And I'm bringing you in now. And we didn't test audio, so if this fails, well, I'll edit it out. <laughs> hello, hello. Trevor, how's it going? I'm pretty good. All right, awesome. So you've been following this, obviously. I mean, everybody has. What are your thoughts on what you've seen so far? What did you like the most? There uh, we go. So far, I'm really looking forward to the instances, the changes of all the environments. Um, I've been looking at a lot of the pictures they've added in. The one that's caught my interest the most is, I can't pronounce it properly, Kazan. Yeah, because I'm like that place. I'm looking at the screenshots. It looks like it's going to be a trip and a half. Where's that again? Goblins for the win. Yeah, it's uh, that's the uh, uh, Kazan is like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Starting right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that did look very cool. Like the whole environment looks fun. (laughs) Yeah, it looks basically as if the gnomes had set up camp in Stranglethorn Vale kind of thing. That same kind of a lot of engineering stuff in that that environment that looks very much like Stranglethorn Vale. Yeah. I mean, like, all the stuff, like you guys are saying with the goblin stuff, it's literally like Blizzard said, you know, we have goblins in the game, we can do whatever we want. And yeah. it's just, it's looking fun, especially with the, when well, I saw the car earlier, and I was like, if that's a racial mount, I'm still rolling a <laughs> goblin, screw that. <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was just like, ooh. <laughs> are you, do you play Horde mainly or Alliance? Um, I used to be Alliance full-time, and then I got sick of it because the server I was on was kind of retarded. And I faction-changed all my Alliance to Horde, so I'm pure Horde now. Ah, all right. So actually, again, if that is the racial mount, you're going to be able to get it whether you play um, um, Goblins or not. Eventually, they're going to yeah. do it the same as everybody else where you can buy. The cool thing is going to be if they make that mount into a PvP mount like they have with the other ones and yes. give it some special decals, paint, Dude, whatever. That would oh, be fun. Black with flames on the side. Yeah. Give me. <laughs> I can't and, wait to see a Torin driving one of those things down the I was about to say. Yes. I was about to say. <laughs> it's going to be massive like a 50s Buick or something. <laughs> But yeah, no, once they set it up, again, with things like that, I think that they're giving themselves a lot more opportunity to be able to make some changes and make it cool for a specific faction or something with them. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that in terms of the actual races, the Worgens are getting a lot more attention than the Goblins, obviously. Yeah. But if you give the Goblins enough really, really cool stuff, it's going to draw people exactly to play them. It, I can definitely see, like, my wife, she's also a WoW player. She uses my account when I'm not playing. When she saw the announcement for Cataclysm, she was kind of torn between Worgen and Goblin. And I sent her the links for all the newer, you know, additions for the Goblin stuff. And she's like, yeah, I might just roll one. <laughs> she's tempted. I will say that much. <laughs> well, again, it's something we're in, for the most part, I... I had absolutely zero interest in them. Now, yeah. Right now I'm playing mainly my uh, my Alliance. I'm not playing any of my Horde tunes right now. But um, when I, especially when I saw the freaking totems of all things, the totems yeah. from the, the Shamans, I was going, oh, dude, those are freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> and then again, with the mount. Doubt, the technology looks for the goblin totems look freaking hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Like the water totem has a spout on it for crying out loud. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like well, they all have their own little neat, you know, sort of look to it, like a fan for the air, a thing for, you know, when you have a fireplace, the little, I forget how to call them. <laughs> the inducers, or you want to call them. But yeah, it's just, it's smart. Yeah, no, they're doing well. They're they're doing a good job, and um, they've been putting out more videos as well too of the goblin animations for each uh, the male and the female, which kind of look kind of interesting. Their little poses and stuff. Um, I I don't mind. I I actually enjoy playing gnomes, so maybe I will actually give them a shot. And again, that freaking car wins me over each time. So <laughs> if nothing else, but that would be Ooh. for me a, a I, good. I don't know the the new the new Egyptian Alec looks pretty cool too. Do you guys see that one? No, I didn't no. see that. Yeah, it's it's on the uh, the the if you go to the picture link, the one that you have in the wave there, um, you scroll down just a little bit. Um, there's a very Egyptian armor looking Alec. Um, broken tusks and just looking weathered. And it looks actually kind of cool. Hmm. It's the first Draenei racial mouth that I've actually liked because <laughs> I hate those fucking things. <laughs> okay, you talking about the regular or the epic one? The epic one. Okay, Take a look at that. The, the armor looks like it's something straight out of uh, Aldum. Aldum, hmm. excuse me. <laughs> yeah, there it is for folks in the audience. Yeah, no, there, there. Again, see, that's the thing too. When we first saw the um, the pictures come out, when they first were put put them out, and there wasn't that much. What I had said as well too was that we're in the landscape shots that they posted really weren't that impressive. A lot of the remodeling of existing character NPC and animal skins really was impressive, and it's true. If you look at this Alec the Epic Alec, I mean, everything from the tusks to the skins to the armor that it's wearing, they did a really good job reskinning it to make it look good. Well, I'm same way. I'm looking at the pictures now. I'm not looking at the Alec, but I'm looking at the new Kodo mount they're bringing out. Yes. I would honestly buy a Kodo just for that looking thing. Cause like the armor and the totems on it, it's, it looks good. Like it looks like the type of Kodo, if you see it running after you in a PVP match or something, you want to run away. <laughs> okay, and so same thing with the new Murloc skin. That thing creeps me out. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just so we need a new Murlocs. Yeah. And <laughs> this thing. Movie. This thing. Oh my god, that thing is cool. <laughs> the, oh, the fire the Marigar. Oh, look yeah. at that thing. Awesome. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Dude, I, <laughs> I stare at him every Tuesday about nine o'clock at night, and it's the same exact model, just red instead of blue. I'm not impressed by that. However, That's I awesome. am impressed with the Neptul the the Neptulon. Um, yeah, model. he looks yeah. pretty badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the fact that we're getting to see the other elemental lords. Like we've seen, uh, yeah, we've seen we've seen Elkar. Uh, we've seen Ragnaros. We're now we're going to see Neptalon, and I'm very happy about that. And we're supposed to see the Earth Mother too. Yeah. Um, they made mention of that. So yeah. Very cool. So yeah, what else are you looking forward to in uh, Cataclysm? Um, I'm just looking forward to the lore because the fact they're finally opening up Gelneas, they're bringing in the goblins into the Horde, which kind of fits because the whole well money. Um, but everything overall, every, everything I keep reading they're bringing in is just making me more and more intrigued. And it's Blizzard. They never go wrong. Well, I don't well, know about that. Don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's stretching your love a little far there. Yeah, I know. Well, it's another five levels at least, but to some people that's not a big issue. Um, All right. It's just, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. When it comes out, I'm hoping it comes out before my birthday. 
just so, so you can get the collectors. All right, thanks for calling in, yep. and we will talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for... All right, cool. Cool, cool. So, yeah, no, I think we can all agree on some of the main points. <laughs> oh, yeah. One second here. Now, the cool thing is, for the longest time, Blizzard's response was, a wizard did it. Now they can go, a goblin did it. Yep. <laughs> so do we have any more callers in? Or? Well, actually, I was just going to check with the chat room here. Is there anybody else who would like to come in and chime with their two cents worth? All right. Can you hear me? I can. Did you hey, turn the volume down up? on the uh, feed? Yes. Feed is down. Oh, look at that. See, Trevor? Somebody came prepared. I'm very disappointed in you, Trevor. Very, very. Okay, my man, what did you find with the uh, the leaked information? What were you the most hyped about? Well, honestly, I found it a little bit o underwhelming. Um, so far, all we've got is just screenshots, and it doesn't come with any context. I will say that Kazan is the best looking of the screenshots, but still no real context. Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, we're going off of what we have heard and what we're expecting um, just from the overall lore, not the very detailed lore, but the overall lore of knowing what's happening um, prior to the cataclysmic event and whatnot and then how it affects the, the world. So for the most part, that's what we're going with. Like when you're looking at a lot of the instances, we've not gotten enough information yet to be able to really make a good assessment of what it all what what it all means. Absolutely. And there's a lot of room for speculation, but at the moment you've kind of got this, we haven't heard anything about them, for instance, using phasing. Uh, they're not responding to their competition by, say, implementing open quests, something that a lot of MMOs have. So those are kind of the things I'm waiting to hear. Okay. Well, now that being said, though, they have talked about phasing in terms of they will definitely be using that um, in Cataclysm. They haven't said exactly how in in some regards. However, they have said that um, with the especially with the starting Worgen Zone, they're going to be using it very heavily, the phasing, just like they did with the Death Knights. So it's going to make a big difference for the questing with the Worgens, where we're in there prior to the 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 event and then thereafter where it actually splits the shore they were saying and everything else having uh having played it at least a little bit you can see it already like you can see how they had it in the questing starting at level six and there's supposed to be stuff between the one and five and the six like that transition is going to be heavily on phasing uh but even just uh, the limited questing that you could do in like 45 minutes phasing played a big part so i mean they they i mean they were giddy when they were talking about it on stage i mean i i can't i can't really express a happiness like that they're just excited to be able to do something new so i think we'll we'll see it i just don't think they're talking about it as much because well it, it's sort of old technology at this point for them like they love it they used it for wrath um and i'm certain we're going to see it heavily in in worgen and goblins but I kind of see where Ian's going here. Like, okay, we've been given this these wonderful zones that we're looking at, and it increases our motivation to really want to know now what are we going to do there? What what quests are involved in the golf course? You know, what's going on in Thousand Needles? What can we do on the barge? So now that we've seen the stuff, we really really want to know what's going on there. Absolutely, and I think we'll find it goes the same pace that Blizzard always takes with their games. Uh, we saw it before in StarCraft too, 
where mm-hmm. you get the screenshots at first and then, okay, we're going to introduce some videos. You know, you start to see the animations, you start to see how things are interacting, and then you get the big battle reports where you can see the units, how they're working up, how the tech trees are going, and um, everything sort of flows together instead of just stills. Yep, no, for sure. This is like the appetizer before the main course, so to speak. And we got to keep in mind, too, that this information was not forthcoming from Blizzard. This was <laughs> leaked information that basically they're just dynamiting the crap out of it. What I want to know, Mr. MMO Champion yourself, whoever has got this client and is dynamiting it, I want to know why you haven't yet found the, the Worgen Druid skins. I, I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed. Find those skins and post them. I need to know what we're going to look like in form. Oh, I should mention that the most interesting thing to come out of this leaked information so far is the fact that for the first time, BB over at MMO was actually wrong about something. No, it's not the first time, but it's the first time somebody's <laughs> called him on it. <laughs> so what do you play mainly, Alliance or Horde? Um, mostly Horde. I did unsubscribe, though. I'm waiting for Kata to get back into it. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I've really slowed down as well as of late. I pick it up still quite a bit, but not nearly what I was before. And it's, I, I'm very much looking forward to Kata just so that there's something much newer and fun to do. All right. Well, thanks, man, for coming by. And I'm going to hang up on you here. But thanks for dropping by, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. And Ginny, I knew they were not in there. Just like the female Worgans. It's just still. I'm making he, he's, he's, I'm making he's fun of the man. For him. I am, dude. I want to know. Because, again, I, it's the, I, I'm not going to be um, race-changing any tune. However, I, I'm considering my Druid. Just because I literally I don't want to start one from one all the way when I've got, you know, an eight, I've, hell, I've got 280 Druids. I don't want to start another one at this point here. <laughs> so I'm actually, if there's one that I'm considering changing, it will be um, my Druid. Just because, but I want to see what the... Um, what the skins look like because oh. quite frankly if it's bugs bunny and drag not gonna happen no it can't let, happen let's bring Ginny on let's get her opinion all right fine hold on hello hey. hello hello please hey. contain your enthusiasm <laughs> Woo. all right <laughs> <laughs> sound like joe after a couple too many Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, dude, it's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I know what, it. What impressed you the most about the leaked information? Uh, right now, I think it's Oldham because uh, as a art student, I um, studied art history and Egypt was my favorite subject. And going, looking through all this stuff in Oldham, it was just, ah, oh, it was so amazing how they were able to meld that into the game. Yeah, no, I was blown. I'm trying to find it, goddammit. I was blown away when I saw that. It, I And it was very much like Joe was saying. Like, you get the a whole star um, gate feel from Target, it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it just feels like it would be fun to play. And it also reminded me very much of the second act of Diablo 2 kind of thing. That same kind of feel, which when you're bringing back that kind of memories of a game that had such a profound impact on on us back then for those of us who played that crap out of it you got to win any way you look at it 
Yeah, that's what I did. The first thing uh, when they released it was I posted on Twitter, wow, Oldham is Stargate. And I even went back that day and put it in my DVD player and watched it just for the hell of it. It's hard not to do. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, they did a great job. I, I do feel that it's one of the zones that they, well, that Ooh. in Gilneas. That wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you do anything, click the, the top left one for uh, the Uldum picture. All right. The, the very, very top left I'm, one I'm there. clicking. It's just, they need, they kind of used a gallery script for a little bit, and then they stopped. So each one opens individually. <clears throat> it freaking sucks. Okay, this one. Oh, yeah, the Star Wars. Yes. That's that's the Star Wars. You want to buy a droid? <laughs> yes. They're, they're, they're tongue-in-cheek. Tongue Love it. Sorry. Totally oh, no, no. Mean to Trust me. I, I saw that, too, and I was like, yep, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I showed that to my husband, and he started laughing so hard. It makes him want to play again. Yeah, he looks lazy. Not to mention the uh, the Ark of the Covenant reference they have later on, too, in the pictures. Mm-hmm. That made me happy, too. So good. Yeah, they they obviously spent a lot of time on this zone. Like this is going to be quite happy to invest hours and hours in this zone. And haven't they said we're going to be seeing more of Harrison Jones in this expansion? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of uh, another favorite part in Oldham was the seats that they show like the the seat of life or the seat of magic the seat of chaos and i was speculating with uh richard over at lorecrafted that that might be where they bless the dragons Ooh, mm. that is mm. that is an awesome idea i had not thought of that that would be awesome yeah very cool wow. uh, what else did you enjoy well, you play mainly horde do you not no, I play Alliance. Oh, you I do only play got Alliance? one horde. Okay. Yeah. So you are obviously you were talking about that. That's right. You were talking earlier that you're looking for a an RP way of actually race changing your night elf to a worgen. Right. I mean, I've played. That's gonna be a little Sidomi. tricky. Yeah, <laughs> I've played her for five years already, and I can't just hang her up just because I like what the female worgen looks like. That's not fair. And I don't think I could go through getting the gear, getting the achievements. I mean, I almost got my over 9,000 achievement on my main, and I'm not going to drop her just because of a look. So I'm trying to figure it out. Well, how, okay, is she strictly, is she strictly like lore, like really hardcore lore? No, but my friends kind of are, and I don't want to do something and upset them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm on a role play server. I'm trying very hard to give it, you know, to do it without saying just because and piss everybody off. Yeah, but at that point, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that at that point, though, that that's going to be what most people are doing. They're just going to. It's like having a reset button, basically, for everybody's faction or races. Hey, I have a reset. I'm almost tempted to do that. One person said, why don't you just rename your druid and then rename your death knight as your main and pretend she died and became a death knight. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Well, the other, I mean, I came up with a, an awesome uh, RP-ish way to explain why Loader is going to be a damn dwarf, <laughs> which was the, uh, the, 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 you saw it in the, the stuff that I wrote up is just the twisting of the whole death knight creation. 
you could always do something like that. Right. Or, or it could always be the blessing of Malorn. I mean, we're going to see a shit ton of Malorn. Um, oh, God. And, so that's another and, one is Hydel. Yeah, Hydel, the, the shrine of Malorn. The, we, the, we get to see that, and it's almost untouched. So, I mean, there could always be something like that, maybe. Well, there... If you read the description for Hydra on the Blizzard website, they even talked about how Malorn is speculated to be resurrected. Yeah. And that got that got me all excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to let you go with that. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. All right. Take her easy. Bye, Jeannie. All right. That's it for calls. We're going to move away from WoW, actually, and move on with the show. It's only 10 to 8, so makes sense at this point that we can yeah we can move on from there um other news this week we're gonna talk about some more dragon age origins because it's mandatory because we are getting to play as the dark spawn how awesome is that not only as a dark spawn but a complete alternate version of the first game for five dollars yeah and, and like at this point here, we've played enough of the original that we know the the characters, the, the the wardens and whatnot, to be able to actually now be hunting them out. The like, I want to kill Alistar. I cannot wait to kill Alistar. I want to nail him so hard that it will. It's going to be painful. I can't wait for it. And it's like all of these little. It, that's fan loving playing in simple and especially at five dollars because i was not impressed with them for the mass effect 2 dlc that just came out that um for again it's only a couple of bucks it's not a big deal but i mean you got a visor a helmet and the inferno armor which hey thanks for the pre-order bonus it's really not a pre-order bonus if you're just going to sell it later so it'd be two bucks for a visor so it's like ah guys but this here five bucks to be able to do this game and play and kill the wardens oh 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 i can't wait it also follows suit with what they were talking about about they're trying to make uh a real big dlc push on their main ips um which is of course dragon age which is one of the wildly top accepted games pretty much of all time at this point um i mean it's so popular that they're gonna want to keep pushing content for it and dlc for it so yeah the way that I mean, it's designed too makes it so easy to put out yes. content that are even just little short vignettes, even just a little story like they did with the um, the dwarves. Return to us, even the return to Osigar stuff. Yeah, no, but I'm even talking about completely separate stuff that you can do. Where I mean, they put the tools there so that you can get mods that anybody can do it. But when they put it out, it is more official, tends to be more polished and really cool. And then you can import your guys in or not or whatever, and have a really fun time for x amount of hours and at this kind of price it's so worth it absolutely i'm sorry go ahead vince no i just said completely agreeing with you guys as soon as i saw that trailer the first thing i saw was them killing alistair and i was like i'm buying it (laughs) (laughs) i hope you're wearing the blood armor my bastard (laughs) kill you yeah I mean, I'm, I've I've been really impressed with it so far. Like, I mean, it also I think the cool thing is all these little bits that we're getting are going to be great lead ups to when they finally release release Dragon Age Two. Well, they're doing that now, especially with the Mass Effect series. So Mass Effect already being on the second one, you can assume that the same is going to be happening with Dragon Age Origins. So mm-hmm. you can see 
kind of see where, what you can expect from Dragon Age Origins 2, which if, again, if the other ones are any indication, oh my god, yeah, I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Damn you, Bioware. <laughs> Damn you all to hell! That being said, let's move on to the Star Wars The Old Republic as well. They are working on their webcomic some more to be able to give you more information about the Sith. Now, what I found very cool about this, for those who haven't read it, it's at Bioware and it's uh, the Blood of the Empire series that they're putting out in, in um, webcomic format. It's very cool because what they were saying that they had to do the the challenge was they had to make it so that the Sith were you could still have a faction that you want to play that's not completely evil that there are some redeeming qualities that would make you want to play that that faction and so you're already seeing some of that in this little webcomic yeah that was and, the biggest thing I got out of it was like oh okay she's not a completely evil Sith that's awesome great and I think that's it's kind of cool, too, because the Sith, I mean, if you've ever read the stories, there's so much more depth to them than the black and white, like good and evil type thing. Um, some of them, some of the Sith that were cast out of the Jedi is because they wanted to research uh, different ways of using their powers to cure the sick that would normally be left to die, you know, things like that. So it's cool to see uh, the shades of gray that are going to be introduced into this game, really. And I think that's kind of the coolest thing because we're, the world is not black and white. We live in shades of gray. And to see that projected in this type of game, uh, an MMO, and, and being told in the story leading up to it as part of their promotion for it, yeah, that's kind of awesome. Well, the thing, too, is that they have to because the um, they have to give them enough depth of character that it's not just the evil class kind of thing uh, or faction, that it is something that's going to have a lot of depth when you play it, especially when you consider the fact that you're going to be able to take that evil Sith and choose good path for them so yep. that means that, that there's a whole layer of depth there that people don't understand in terms of complexity just as an example um and i mean this is really mind-bogglingly simple compared to what they're doing but even just the this, this stuff that i'm working on with my son because we're introducing different choices that you can make as you progress is freaking complicated as hell to get it all yes. under control when you're looking at okay well this leads to this and then that opens up you know three or four options and then each of those opens up x amount of options when you're looking at a path that a character can take that then changes the course of the story something then as complex as a freaking mmo where in the evil class can become good it boggles my mind the depth of the work that's that that this represents and and to take into consideration the company that's doing it, though, that's part of why these games, especially stuff like that, cost so much to produce. And I mean, I've had uh, talking with my buddy Dan, who um, has been, you know, doing all the programming and stuff for our game. It's even the simplest animation, even the simplest choices, even the simplest physics is very complicated for one person to do. Now imagine that like a thousand times more complicated, especially when you're talking about spidering of decisions from this good action will open up these quests and cause you to get, you know, this interaction from this NPC. But if you do this, it'll cause this interaction and all the myriad different possibilities. I mean, you can imagine how many people are doing nothing but just checking code, not, not just, you know, designing this stuff, but just checking code. I mean, it's massive. It's a massive undertaking. 
Vince has got nothing to say. Okay, we're yeah, going to move got, on from that. Got you got, I got that. nothing. I got nothing. Uh, so from Star Wars to Star Trek, we got a little bit of news from Cryptic in terms of the unlimited trial that you can download if you are interested in Star Trek Online. Um, it's interesting that only three months in, they're having welcome back weekends. Yeah. That's a little Not interesting. Good. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> but they are doing that. From Cryptic as well, they were talking about their third MMO yes. that they're working on, which is rumored mm-hmm. to be Neverwinter Nights, but not yet confirmed. My my, my boy Bill, uh, <laughs> uh, he, had an, he had an interview where he literally said, he's like, we are making large sweeping changes and we are doing things that are going to knock your socks off. And for him to say that, I'm excited because obviously he's had his hands in on Champions Online. He's had his hands on Star Trek. He knows where the faults are. And being the chief creative officer, he's going to have a lot that he can push and pull to get things back to where they're going to have a dynamite game. And let's be honest, the the superhero game is a very niche market. Even the sci-fi game nowadays is a very niche market. But the fantasy, the fantasy type game is always going to be something that everybody gobbles up. There's always going to be a market for it. There's always, no matter how old people get, whatever. And if they do Neverwinter Nights, I have no doubt in my mind that this is that it's going to be absolutely just mind boggling. And if you saw some of the stuff, like, I don't know if you, did you guys go over to the, um, uh, what you call it? The in development page that they have over at cryptic. No, I haven't. They have some artwork that's not associated with any other game up right now. So, and it looks very survival horror esque, which is the other rumor running around is that they're using, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're toying around with the survival horror MMO, which would be awesome. Um, but some of the stuff is like very cultish, very demonic, that artwork that they have up on their site. So I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm literally foaming at the mouth. I want this announcement now. I don't want to wait. I want to know what the hell they're working on. The only problem that I have, and it, not problem, but. I wish to hell, and it's just like OMG Sam just said in the audience, that they used a different engine for this. I'm not crazy about the engine that they're using presently. I really am not. And so if they use the same thing again, it will, it'll make yes. me cry. Like you said, I, I it's, I, I just don't like it. It doesn't feel natural. It it feels very, very. It, you can't immerse yourself in it very well. It works for space combat very well, sure, but anything on the ground, I find that it does not, it's not fluid. It Your character feels like it, it is a, you know, a, a, a cutout of a character placed on top of a, a mat, a, 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 a painted mat. It, it doesn't feel like it's in there nearly enough it's not immersed whereas and see that's something that i find as well in lord of the rings online and that's why i'm having a hard time with it i don't find that it the character is immersed enough in the world and i know it's a picky little thing but it's something that i do find well lord of the rings is a special case i mean that's that all that immersion comes later on uh which is kind of bad because it's all backloaded but yeah i understand what you're saying like star trek online i don't feel very immersed in my universe i don't feel very immersed in my character champions online does a better job of that just because it's a very um the user interface the 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 game engine fits very well for that sort of blocky comic book type of combat um it fits very well for that sort of social setting where you generally the way that it scales is better for that whereas with star trek online that engine is just 
doesn't work. It just doesn't. So yes, I'm with you on that one. I, I completely agree. I think, I hope that they they do put a different engine forth. I mean, guys, you can do it. We have, I, I have, I still have faith in you. I haven't given up on you guys. You can do it. I mean, just get something, get something else in there. Get something else. I mean, all these other games out there have these engines that are, are make it simplistic or I don't want to say simplistic, but make it easier to integrate um, the level of immersion into the world, the way you interact with the world. Do that. Find a way to, to do that. Well, the thing is, is that unfortunately, I think it's going to come down to just money that they're going to look at the engine and say, we already have an engine. Why rebuild the wheel? And I think that if they don't have enough people expressing to them how important it would be for them to hit the ground running with something, not hit the ground running, but start fresh with something that is very good. I mean, they have the opportunity here where if they um, if they were to create something awesome, if they were to create something that's very, very good using the Neverwinter Nights IP, wow. Like, yes, they, yeah, something great can come of this. I believe the word, the term we're looking for here is cautiously optimistic. I mean, we, and when I say we, I mean you, have been disappointed with their last couple games, but, you know, they've actually got somebody in charge now that we trust and that, you know, we hope can bring the company in the right direction for it. Now, not to say that I pin all my hopes and dreams on him. It's just nice to have somebody who's yeah. a fanboy as much as he is a professional in a seat of power like that. That's all I'm saying. He's a yeah. game guy, not a business guy. Yes. Let's move on from there to some uh, Transformers news, which was something yeah. that Vitz wanted to talk about. Now, here we are again, another week, so a couple more Transformers, and yeah, this is not going to become a recurring feature, but there is one thing in but it this makes week's me happy. announcements. Oh, it makes me very happy. <laughs> I'm okay with it becoming a recurring thing. It makes me happy, too. <laughs> <laughs> this week, they showed, uh, again, two more Transformers. We got uh, Brawl for the Decepticons, a nice tank character. Okay. And then we got Silverbolt yes. for the Autobots, yes. which is very exciting. Now... A couple weeks ago, they revealed a couple characters, Air Raid for the Autobots and Dead End, not Dead End, uh, Breakdown for the Decepticons. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, the Autobots needed a plane for probably some flying levels and the Decepticons don't have any cars yet. But why did they pick those two specifically? There's plenty of other characters they could have used. Mm-hmm. And now that they've introduced Silverbolt for the Autobots, which is yet another member of the Aerial Bots team, I'm very, very, very confident that we'll see at least one level in each campaign combiner. where you play as a Gestalt combiner team. How yes. great would that be in the <laughs> Autobot campaign? Playing through a mission with Silverbolt, Air Raid, and one of the other aerial bots. I'm drawing a blank at the moment. And you get to the end of the level, and there's freaking Devastator waiting for you. You call in the rest of your teammates. You combine into a giant robot, and you just go all out. And if they can do this, it it will go down in history as probably the coolest moment in video games. Well, uh, I'm gonna you missed the three other members: Skydive, Firelight, and Slingshot. Yes, I have these. You're such a nerd. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But but yes, that would be epic to see something like that. That gets me all giddy. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from there. Um, this week we've got the expansion to Age of Conan. Um, oh. Rise of the God Slayer came out. And, well, sorry, is going to be coming out, and it's coming out on uh, tomorrow or on the twelfth. I think it's on the eleventh. Is it not? 
think it's anyways yeah it's coming out and it's going to be introducing uh, a bunch of new stuff um can i bitch for a minute knock yourself out i played the original age of conan and it was an interesting concept when it was first released everybody had stealth it was cool you could play a barbarian that would like ninja up behind people and cleave a head off with you know a two-handed sword from directly behind them in shadows interesting concept poorly executed because every fucking class had stealth game had tons of potential and just failed um now their subscription base has fallen off to the point where um i wasn't sure there was ever ever going to be an expansion and now in this expansion they're doing something that i never thought i'd ever see in a damn game um any mmo at all and now while eve does this where you can level skills when you're logged out of the game you can advance your character as a whole and from what i was reading through a little research here this includes leveling while you're offline what the fuck is that just give them your money they'll take your money and then your guy levels it, it, I mean, that's exactly that's it. Like, I mean, that's like paying for your WoW account and then going on vacation. And then and when then you come back, you got yourself a freaking 80 hunter, dude. And it, you don't have a hangover to show for it. Yeah, and oh. it, it's just, I don't like it. I don't like the idea that I could just pay money and not have to interact with the game world at all and level. Like, if it was just skills, okay, I can kind of understand that. Skills make sense. If you're jacked into a machine and you're you're having the stuff downloaded into your brain, whether you're asleep or awake, that, that will happen. But to earn friggin' levels when you're not online, I have a big problem with that. No, no, no. This makes perfect sense to me because they realized nobody's playing their game. <laughs> they might as well give them something while they're not playing the game. See, I never actually tried the first one. So... God. It's it's it the, the, again the the idea of Age of Conan really didn't appeal to me that much, um, so I never tried it. And then when I was reading about this, there were some things that I actually I thought sounded interesting, um, and then I started kind of researching a little bit more. Granted, the leveling without playing is a little. I don't know. Easy mode seems a little too easy a word for it. It, the it, game is <laughs> broken, and this does nothing but take those fragments and smash them even further. I mean, when they were relying on their endgame being generated by guild cities, which was an interesting concept. I like the idea that your guild could create a city, and other people could lay siege to it, and you had to defend it. I mean, that was cool, but when they were relying on their endgame to be that, to be player-generated to that level, I, I mean, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> sorry, like, Age of Conan is everything that is wrong with an MMO. I am sorry. It, I mean, there there is very little distinction between character classes. There is very little content. It's very easy to snake kills from other players on quest kills. Uh, I mean, it's not very intuitive. The combat system is cool. I'll, I'll give it that. The combat system is cool, but broken needs to be adjusted where you can adjust where your attacks go. Needs to be refined. But this, this was just the final straw. I mean, it's just... Sorry, I, I'm sorry. Any game that lets you level when you're not actually logged into the game like that, where you earn character levels, it's like one level per four days or something like that. That's bullshit. Why am I ever going to log into the game? All right. As if there wasn't enough rage from him. Let's move on to Ion. 
because we got a whole bunch of information regarding patch 2.0 because it is currently on the Korean servers, uh, test servers right now. So they actually translated it online uh, or translated it and put it on the Aeon Online, so the official North American um, site. So we're getting a ton of information for 2.0 and the changes that they're, they're going to be adding, including a lot of instances here. Uh, granted, there's not a lot of information in terms of the instances and what you know what you can expect once you're in. There's some some lore information for sure, uh, but not too much in terms of what you can expect from mobs and whatnot once you're in there. Excuse me, but um, there are the information so far from the patch notes was mainly about the instance drug uh, dungeons I found. Um, what else? They got some information in terms of the what you can expect for new skills as well. It's it's fairly sweeping though. There are a lot of changes here. The, it, again, it's one of those things where, and I certainly won't, don't want to sound like I'm coming to their defense. However, I keep thinking of it in terms of how far do they have to go before I personally, I'm not talking about you guys, but I personally am willing to give them another shot. And if they've addressed the leveling so that it's not feeling quite like the... Um, the grind that it currently is and if they are fixing things wherein hopefully there's not the level of botters and things like that i don't know at what point am i personally going to give it yet another another shot i don't know 2.0 is showing a lot of stuff that wherein i'm i'm not happy with like the armor stuff the rental armor that we talked about before and crap like that is absolute stupidity but that's not necessarily indicative of the rest of the game i don't know i'm i'm very close to a point where i'm thinking okay well maybe try it for a month i don't know did you go guys go over the notes well for me ion was a game all about timing it came across just when i had become disenfranchised with Warcraft. It was like the perfect timing and I enjoyed the game. Honestly, I didn't have half the problems you guys had with the game. I was more on the uh, silver lining side of the clouds. And the only reason I stopped playing it was because I abandoned MMOs altogether for about the last six months. I've just been playing a lot of single player games. I mean, if I have to choose between anything and Dragon Age and Mass Effect, I'm sorry, but MMOs as a general are going to lose that argument. But I, I like some of the, the things they were talking about. The one that really jumped out at me was that you can now bundle your mats when you're crafting. So if you're crafting, you know, a bunch of armor, you don't have to sit there and make 800 iron scales. You can just set up a bunch of bundles and do them in stacks of 10 or 100 or whatever they had, which is really cool. And the wind streams and updrafts when you're flying, yeah, which is awesome, but we still don't have that many areas where we can fly. So the the thing that I think that I had to come to grips with very early on was that despite the fact that they misled us to believe that it's a flying game, it really isn't. There are a few zones wherein you get to use that mechanic. However, overall, you're not flying. You're on the ground running, which is why I need to see the freaking mounts introduced into this game and, and mounts that you can ride through the cities as well, because having to run through the freaking cities is Oh my God! It's like being a level one visiting Stormwind again. You just don't want to do it, okay? Um, yeah. But no, the, I did like the um, the wind streams as well because it will make flying around that much simpler. Especially the ones that are the geysers, wherein you can actually get out of them as well wherever you want. It's like hopping off of you know the mount while you're halfway over Elwyn Forest. Now, one thing I also noticed, they were talking about how they've uh, reduced the Aether requirements on crafting, which is great because that sucked. But 
they haven't mentioned anything about actually making leveling the gathering skill any easier because that that right there was really my biggest problem with the game when I spent an entire football game just mining the same aether node over and over again just leveling up my skill I you know what <laughs> and it's funny because after all the bitching that Rick did when we were playing about <laughs> crafting I did not craft that much I got to a point where I was starting to see where it was going and thought yeah, I'm just not going to go there because yeah. it, was, it was already starting to frustrate frustrate me. So I kind of held off. And then when I started reading more about just how terrible it was, I was quite happy that I'd stopped. Yeah, I, I was really interested in the crafting at first because it seemed like it was a nice combination of simplicity and complexity. But just the sheer grindingness of it was was a big turnoff and I love crafting in games. That's what, that's one of the things that initially turned me on to I and I'm like, Oh, this crafting system is awesome. And then I realized, Oh no, it's not awesome. I'm sitting here clicking on this NPC 500 times. And now we're also talking about having pets that are going to be added, um, which it feels to me like a very Korean kind of thing where you can have a panda with you kind of thing. Not necessarily something that you'd see in, in a Western game, although I guess there are some. But um, like your your pet is going to be able to do a variety of thing things, whether it is helping you with, um, you can receive enchantments from some of them. You can have productive ones. You can have alertive ones that alert you if there's another um, enemy coming towards you or a player for PvP, decorative ones, warehouse type ones, and, uh, and things like that. What did you think about that? Well, you can in introduce as many different types as you want. Everybody's just going to end up using the pack mules anyway. Yep. <laughs> because you have, what, 36 slots in your bag? Only. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the maximum. Sorry, your cube, not your bag. Oh, yes. Yeah. A cube that has an odd number of rows and an even number of columns. <laughs> okay. I heard the disdain there, Joe. You got something to say? Look, uh, the visuals <laughs> of the game always, always remain pretty cool. I mean, the game looks pretty. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love JMORPGs for that stuff because the way that they do their artwork is always fantastic. But again, even with all the stuff they're proposing to change, all the stuff that they're talking about, um, the different monster levels, the different uh, the, the different locations like the Elias Fortress, um, these new regions, unique environments, all this stuff. And I'm looking at it and I'm just saying too little, too late. I mean, a lot of this shit should have already been in there. A lot of this stuff should have already been in there before they ever breached the Western market. And pets especially. I mean, don't get me wrong. I play Torchlight. And I love the pet companion. <laughs> I absolutely love that thing. I like the fact that I can turn it into a combat monkey. I love the fact that I can send it to town and sell shit for me. But I don't need it in every game I play. And it's just, it's another additional bullshit to the game that it's going to need to be managed. And people, like, I agree with Vince. I think people are only going to use, really, the pack meal one. Because in PvP, well, you kind of already know when somebody's coming to kill you. Um, it's everywhere. I mean, they're going to fly from you in, in, in every imaginable possible direction it's pretty safe to assume you're rotating your camera um the, the new instances i'm not impressed by anything that i'm seeing with them i don't know i just 
I want I really wanted to like this game. I really did. I'll be perfectly honest. I wanted to like this game. I wanted I was hoping that Ion 2.0 would come out. And as much as I hated, I was secretly hoping that, you know, maybe something in there would catch my attention enough to make me reinstall the game and resub for a month and try it out. And and then it's just I'm not seeing anything here. I'm not seeing anything that's drawing me back in. that's making me want to play again. I'm just seeing more crap that doesn't even need to be in there. Well, it all ties into the timing again, because now it's been, what, uh, six months since the game first came out? Nine months, something like that? So now that they're finally forming a game that you guys would want to theoretically play, now that they finally have a decent game out, there's too much other stuff coming out that we're more interested in. Well, yes and no. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's going to be that we really care about is not coming out actually until next year. Yep. Case in point, your your Star Wars: The Old Republic, as well as um, Final Fantasy. There's still no official date. I'm uh, my money's still on 2011. I I hope so. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. I hope so. So I'd, ra- I mean, I'd rather wait. The only real challenger is, of course, Cataclysm, which is going to be coming out this year. Oh, yeah. In terms of MMOs, just, I mean, you got your StarCraft two, of course, too, and and APB is going to be something that's going to take people away for a short while, but certainly not permanently away. Um, but it's true, they are reaching a point where in they have to really add a lot if they're going to be um, tapping into a market that's not otherwise used. And the only other Unta- uh, the only other competitor, in my opinion, for this year, if they can get this sucker out before the one-year anniversary of their game kind of thing here in North America, the only competitor will be Cataclysm. But that being said, again, is 2.0, Ion 2.0, enough to bring enough people back to the game? I'm going to say no. I think it's. I think it doesn't have the uh, the huspa. Yeah, the I got to agree. Huspa? Like they, they, <laughs> wow. The huspa? Yeah. Like that, don't you? Magic words for the win. So I can't follow that. (laughs) So being that Mass Effect and Dragon Age Origins are still pretty much you're done with them at this point now, and there's not going to be much until Cataclysm, and even then Cataclysm, how interested really are you in starting again? What then is going to take up your time that you're looking forward to this year? Well, for me personally, I still have a backlog of games from last year to play. I still haven't played Assassin's Creed. I still haven't played Darksiders. But I'm just talking about the the industry as a whole. They had the perfect butter spot of launching right in between Warcraft expansions. And now, like, again, here, yeah, while Cataclysm might not hold that much draw for me, it does. They, they can't go up against it. They just can't. Oh, no, no. I don't think that they can go against it. But again, no game is going up against Cataclysm or or, or WoW for that matter. They're all challenging for number two spot. So if you're going to be number two spot in this year, does Ion have a chance of being in that number two spot? No. Oh, I already know where you stand. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, then that being said, then let me just ask you and we'll close on that then. Looking at it in this year, in terms of, again, just MMOs, what then is going to be taking number two spot, Joe? Honestly, I don't know if I can call a number two spot because I'm still like I'm looking at these other games that I'm playing right now. 
I still very much like Eve. I still very much like Lord of the Rings. Um, they're solid number two contenders as far as I'm concerned, just because the way I love those games. Um, as far as new games coming out, I can't really call it. I'm excited now for APB. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, if I had to call a game that's not an MMO that would take that number two spot, I would put my money squarely on StarCraft 2. But I, yeah, but I was talking about MMOs. Yeah. I'm not talking about it as I know. other I games. Know. So, yeah, see, for myself, I'm looking at, I, and I did try Lord of the Rings. Granted, again, I, I didn't give it quite enough time. I'm going to give it more time. My son adores it, absolutely loves it. His freaking Hobbit burglar, he loves it. He absolutely, mm-hmm. he's having a blast. So, but I'm not getting that feel right off the bat of being immersed in it and enjoying it nearly enough. I'm hoping that's going to change and I will give it a shot. Um, But again, in terms of other games, there's nothing, as much as I'm loving APB, I'm not seeing APB in the same vein as I do most MMOs because it simply is not like most MMOs. So I'm not seeing it like that. So to, to think of another MMO that I would want to waste as much time and invest as much in my character and whatnot as I do in, say, WoW kind of thing, number two spot, it's a tough call. I, there's There's very little else. So if... Ion can, you know, freaking do something right. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be, let me put it this way. Not that I'm saying that, yes, definitely, but I'm saying it would actually be a contender. Put it that way. Well, one I'd like to throw out there for my number two, based upon my recent experiences, would be Dungeons and Dragons Online. Also a very good, very good game. I actually haven't tried that one. How much time have you put into it, Vince? Uh, not a whole lot, but enough to know it's a game I'd like to spend more time with. Cool, cool. I actually, I installed, um, I installed that. I installed, um, Battle of the Immortals, which unfortunately I haven't had a chance yet to, to mess around too much with. And Algonon. Although Algonon, I'm less likely to be spending too much time on it right now, especially after the press release that they ripped off blatantly <laughs> from Bioware. Yes, blame you like your... Blame your PR firm, but uh, come on, come on. It is word for word ripoff when they pretty much ripped off the style of WoW as well. So even though I installed it, I'm really not in a rush to be playing it all that much. Well, I will say this. If you should definitely give Dungeons & Dragons Online a try, and I'll give you a very, very good reason why. Zombie pirates. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, I'm almost finished with Plants vs. Zombies, finally. I'm having so much fun with that game. I love it. Anyways, we're going to wrap the show up with that. Um, there were a bunch of other things that I wanted to, to talk about, but I'm going to put a couple of extra links in the show notes that we didn't cover t- during the show, but definitely worth reading, including the um, Obama talking about the virtues, or lack thereof, of technology and not being able to work an Xbox or PS3 or iPad, which I'm sorry, but there should be an IQ test somewhere that if you are going to be president, the most powerful man in the world, you should know how to work an iPod. Ah. If you can't, there's an issue there. I think it's a matter of don't care, not don't know. (laughs) But his wording was he doesn't know how to work them, is what I'm saying. Um, Definitely worth reading. I I was hoping that we'd have a little bit more time to argue about that, just because I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've read in a while. But uh, make sure to check out the show notes, and I will try my damnness to have the show 
edit it and out tomorrow. However, I already know what my work schedule is going to be like, so it's possible that it will not be out until Wednesday, going back to the old retro days. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, dudes! Ah! We're not done yet. Everybody in the audience, don't leave. I'm not done. Don't leave. Okay, this is the real ending. Okay, okay. This is going to be edited in. All right, and make sure to join. Do it now. I can't do it. Make sure to join us next week because next week we actually have a couple of very special guests who are going to be joining us. We're going to be joined by the lead developer as well as um, lead writer for Terra. Um, yes. We were going to talk about Terra because there's some interesting news that came out this week for Terra in terms of their Q&A that they had from their stress testing. I think it was very cool because... They had a lot of the traditional Eastern problems with an MMO. However, after their testing, they're really listening to the Western audience and they're saying they're going to change a lot of the game to appease a lot of those concerns, which again leads me to believe that they are interested in adapting the game to work with a Western audience. That's huge. To me, that's very, very big. So we are going to be joined by these guys. That's going to be live next week. So I'm very much looking forward to it. The gentleman that I was speaking to about this is a great guy, the PR guy. And so I'm looking forward to having these guys on the show. And they are, I'm actually just pulling it up here again. I'm going to be editing all this anyway, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, so yeah, it's the uh, it's the dev and the um, and the lead writer on it. The they were actually they're doing a lot of work on the client right now based on the last stress test, and they are doing some huge sweeping change. I'd actually ask them if it'd be possible for us to be sorry. And it's not a dev; it's the producer, senior producer, and the lead writer. So we, we're getting Brian Knox as well as Dave Noonan. Noonan. And uh, so they're they're doing some huge, huge, huge changes. So the next stress test will reflect that. Again, you're getting a company that they they had talked about that were in they would be doing uh, working with to adapt a game to the Western audience, and they're holding true to it. So I don't know how much faith we're planning on giving them based on that, but they're it'll I think it'll be it'll depend on what we see in that next revision then. And and I'm really excited because this is one of those games where, you know, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it until I started watching some of the artwork and some of the promotional teasers for it, things like that. And then now I'm like, well, I really, really, really want to see this. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait uh, to see how they revise it, how they change it for the Western audience. And it makes me incredibly happy that they are paying attention to a Western audience because I would love to have a J-pop game that's not quite like the uh, the Ion happened to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I and and the the it was funny because we talked about it, and based on what they had initially said, I was so hyped. And then the first question and answer came up, and I was like a little bit of fear creeped in there and I was like oh crap is it going to be the same kind of thing but then everything that they're saying and the interviews that they've had and whatnot too is talking about how much they are working with the input that they got from their audience the the stress testers and they're 
they're they're putting that into the game. They're making the changes so that it will be something that then will appease the the Western audience. So if they can continue to do that during a hopefully very long beta process so that they have the time so that by the time it comes out they've implemented enough of the changes so that it does really appeal to the western audience and this is a game i'm really on the fence about right now as we discussed earlier because the game looks unlike anything you've ever seen before this world they've designed is just so amazing and bizarre it you can't not want to know more about it and the gameplay looks phenomenal but again, the, those 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 whispers of where we've been before. So, I, I, yeah, this is going to be a big deal seeing how they handle it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to talk to them next week. And uh, folks in the audience, too, if you have suggestions of questions that you would like to ask them, uh, DM them on Twitter, either to myself for the lore or uh, Joe LeGers at J or Vince Simodian. And um, let us know what you would like to us to ask them. I mean, if as long as it's not about their, you know, dick size and shit like that, then I'm sure we can ask. It'll be safe uh, safe to thread there. Um, when I talked to the, uh, the PR guy too, he said that pretty much everything is fair game. They're open to any kind of questions. So... Which is rare for a PR guy to say that. Yeah, no. Well, there was one caveat, but it was so minor that it made me laugh. And pretty much everything else is fair game. Now, granted, the thing is, too, is that we haven't had a chance to take part in the beta. So we haven't had a chance to really see the flaws kind of thing. So we're going on what we've read other people saying, okay, this is a flaw. The problem is we've also seen how very often the loud minority are not often the best judges of characters of what a game is. Granted, some of what is being said kind of strikes true because we know that some of the devs are the ones that worked on Ion as well. So it's like, okay, well, this kind of makes sense. If they're saying this, please fix it. A lot of the things they are saying they are working on fixing. So, again, it's going to be they've got time before the game releases. So it's going to be how many of these can they put into the game so that, again, it does appease us as the Western audience. OMG Sam wants to know what the forbidden topic was. I'm not telling you. It was forbidden. It's not forbidden if I tell you. (laughs) How would it be forbidden if I tell you? So there you go. No, I'm not telling you. This is Kirby with the Handheld Minute. This is Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey for the DS. This edition of the Tensei series continues with the demonic invasion storyline. In Strange Journey, you'll find yourself in the future as part of a strike team investigating a mysterious void forming over Antarctica. You'll play an American soldier who's a member of the Red Sprite group. A beautifully awesome and frustrating thing in this game is that your choices have serious consequences. If this is anything like Devil Survivor, you might find yourself reloading to a previous save to get a second chance to save that character. All fights are in first person perspective. Unlike previous editions, you won't see or know the weaknesses of the demons immediately. You'll start by seeing a fog to eventually knowing more about the demon and their weaknesses. Demonic infusions allow you to combine current demons and create greater demons. Expect to play this game for more than 60 hours. The game's cost is $30. This is Kirby with the Handheld Minute, and you've been listening to the review for Shin Megami Tensei, Strange Journey for the DS. Good day. Red, red wine Go to my head 
Just an FYI, Joe, the old man's off his meds tonight. That's fine. He can be campaign crew. a little harsh. <laughs> Yoy. <laughs> Yoy. <laughs> Yoy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's all good, yes. It's okay. The only medication he needs is some wine. Ooh, ooh. I want to call in. <sighs> Kick your ass out. Don't make me do it. Listener <laughs> status, me. Vince. Listener status. I tweeted about it. It's in my tweets. It's in my tweets, too. So there you go. There's a tweet somewhere with this information in it. Who's you're not coming in? I'm not, you, even if you wanted to call in, you're not calling in. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's that simple. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If he'll sing the theme to Dexter's Lab, we should let him on. Son of a bitch. You're talking about Dexter or Dexter's Lab? Dexter's Lab. He can just hum oh, the music. Dude, I love that show. That was awesome. That cartoon was awesome. That was just made of wind. Hold on. <laughs> we must find out. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com. I love you. Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> okay, hold on. It's for theme song. Oh, yeah, baby. Morning, Frank. Morning, Ralph. Ralph. Exactly. Those were the names. Wait, that was the sheepdog and the coyote during the cartoon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm not too worried about spoilers. Lost? I will kick you off the show. Vince, I'm looking at you. This is me looking at you. I will kick you off the show. I will catch find got- a replacement. Freaking 360. Stupid 360. Stupid Microsoft. Stupid monkey. Hey, those stupid people. Okay, we good to go? Yep, 702, let's yeah. do it. Uh, now I'm going to go fill up my drink. So we're going to ah. <laughs> We don't have a half an hour. I'm Jesus Christ, old man. I'm not listening. This is me walking away. I know I had plenty of opportunity, but I chose not to. And so I'm doing it now. Is you got your colonoscopy bag ready to go? Yes, I am. All right. Actually, it's an empty Tim's cup. <laughs> Fair enough. And this will all be edited out. <laughs> the magic of editing. Makes us look like we know what we're doing. Makes it look Indeed. like you know what you're doing. Because we do. I gotta edit out yeah, we're all hands at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't call me. And I'm not having a conference call. I call you. I add you. <laughs> what do you mean calling me a numb nuts? Stay close to me. Don't let me be alone. It's tearing.